from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. When I say Ticketmaster, what is the first thing that you think of? Fees. <laughs> <laughs> well, at 11.30, Mickey Gomez is going to come in to talk about a good old Ticketmaster. Ursula, I saw you over there giggling at your phone. Have you just been laughing? Oh, oh you saw the... Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because at, at any given moment, uh, I, I, need to, I need to watch out for you. <laughs> You can be a little sneaky. And you take pictures. I was having a day yesterday. Today, I'm so much better. But I was having a day yesterday. And then you took pictures of how my headphones were on the ground. I mean, I just had to I had to be able to pivot really quickly. I was going to post that to the G and Ursula show, uh, Facebook page. I am so and I was going to show, show everyone my co-host at the end of the show. <laughs> There's an empty chair. And then the headphones are on the floor. I'm like, well, man, well, why does she leave so fast? <laughs> well, I will. I'm happy to tell you, I've been in studio every single minute of today. You sure have. Yes. <laughs> it's all good. All right. Let's get to it. Agree to disagree. Brought to you by Garden Roof and Gutters. One of these days, we just got to take off the gloves. Just really go at it. Should students in Washington state have to learn financial literacy in order to graduate? That is a proposal from Representative Skyler Rood. And in his bill, kids in Washington, before they exit high school, would have to learn how credit cards work, how interest rates work, all about mortgages and balancing a budget. So, Ursula, you brought that to the table this morning. What do you say? I love that idea. I love that idea. And I also recognize that we, as parents, have a role in that, and we should be teaching our kids that. But not everybody has that opportunity. Not everybody um, you know, has a parent who will take that time to teach them that. And I think that there are so many times that a kid will get out of high school to get into college. You know what they do? The credit card companies are real good about sending uh, applications mm. and sending you invitations to sign up for that credit card, and you have no clue. I'm going to tell you, there's a, a young person in my life right now, someone who is in their early 20s, who uh, was asking the questions about, like, you know, how does interest work? How, do, how you know, how is it that you know uh, this person would just only use his debit card? And uh, I was talking about establishing credit, getting a credit card, you know, having that credit and paying it off, et cetera, et cetera, and the importance of that. And I think that is something that would be so valuable. And I love the idea of having it before you leave high school. Mm. Yeah, um, this is a very uh, easy one that I would think that we can all jump on board with, right? Like, I, I hope I hope this isn't a topic, Chef, where someone's like, no, 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 leave that to the parents to teach them, right? Because we see how great that we do about that. I love my parents to death. I truly do. They taught me a lot of things. Finances wasn't one of them. And I'm quite sure that, you know, sometimes you don't have the you're just trying to survive, man. You know, a lot of parents out here, they don't have time to teach some of these things. You're trying to make it yourself. You're trying to get, you know, all I can teach you is when you get the yellow envelope from PSC, you still got time. That's all I can. You know, what I mean, that's all I can tell you. But this topic is so important because what I've learned and I've learned this from people that have a lot of money. And I didn't understand it before, but I do understand it now. It doesn't matter how much you make. It doesn't matter how much you have. Because if you are financially 
just not there with your head space. Illiterate. I don't want to use that word. But if you're in that space, you can get $5 million, and that $5 million can be gone, right? So Mm -hmm. if you have a poor mindset, you will end up having a poor uh, financial result. Yeah. Uh, One other thing I want to just mention before uh, Chef continues. This is actually being taught in some schools, but they want to make it kind of statewide, Mm -hmm. uh, a a, a statewide Mm -hmm. requirement. And I, I love it. I think it's generally a great idea. Uh, I had this in high school. I took a class like this. Uh, I think my only my only objection to it would be, what are you going to take away then from graduation requirements? Because if you want to have like comprehensive financial education, that's not like uh, you know a one week. Um, class that you take as, as a you know part of your credit, you actually need to do some in-depth ap- activities, worksheets, go through periods over time where you're looking at your credit card scores, etc. But I think the problem that I have with it is that we assume that, quote, financial literacy fixes poverty, right? I took this class in high school, and yet when I am, let's say, 20 years old, when I was 20 years old and I'm making like $11 an hour, and I had some stuff happen in my life, and all of a sudden, I need to come up with you know $1,200 for this, and I got to get my car fixed. There's nothing about being financially literate that is going to prevent me at that moment in time from needing to an, apply for a credit card with a 26% interest rate. There is nothing about financial literacy that would have prevented me from needing to go out and get short-term loans. You know, from these kinds of places. And I think there's this overriding assumption that if somebody is poor, if only they knew how to manage their money. The problem is that the emergency resources in our society, financial emergency resources that poor people can access, come with interest rates between like 30 to 300 percent. Yeah. And no amount of education can can get us out of that. But... Understanding, oh, oh. no, no, no. Understanding that is the case, and understanding that in high school, this is not meant to uh, avoid poverty. This is just meant to give you some tools so that mm. uh, you have a better understanding before you hit college, before you start signing up for those credit cards, before you. I mean, I, I don't see that there is a negative. And you said, what could, you, what should you remove? I mean, you can't just add graduation uh, yeah, requirements. No, I mean, so I mean, for, for, for some, go. for some people. Um, the foreign language requirement, I mean, I love the idea of foreign language requirement, but if I had to choose, if my kids had a choice between foreign language requirement and financial literacy, I would pick financial literacy. I, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. It won't, I want to just say this. No, I'm not saying it's, we all know we, there's root, we have a root problem when it comes to poverty in this country, no doubt about it. But the question is, will it make things better? Absolutely. I want to give love to my guy, Steve Delario, who, you know, it's no secret. That's my guy who's taught me so much about money. And I remember a discussion we had. This was maybe five or six years ago. And one of the things he said, you guys can look this up. And when he said this to me, it punched me in my chest. It was that 54 percent, a little more than half of black folks in America have a credit score of 620 and below. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that everyone has enough money to take up, but I, what I am saying is is so many of us went into adulthood not understanding the importance of keeping good credit. There you go. We didn't 
a lot yeah. of us, and, myself, and, and, and my also friends. what affects your credit. Right. And so what does that mean? So, okay, so what? Your, your credit score is under six, 620 below. Um, yeah, that interest rates on this go up, uh, qualifying for this, Insurance. this loan, the all types yeah. of stuff and impacts you. Does that help with poverty? Not necessarily, but I'm just telling you, just that little bit of education would have helped me and a lot of friends that I have like, oh, your credit score is important. So that's important. Great news for the uh, food world here in Washington State. 14 restaurants and chefs have made semi-finalist for the 24, 24 James Beard Awards. And gee, I, I was looking through the list and I realized, you know what? You Most of these places I've never, I've never tried. I've mm-hmm. never even heard of. And so I got to ask you, when you are heading out to eat for a night out on the town with Lillian, mm-hmm. what is better? A sure thing or a brand new place that you've never been to? Sure thing. That's why I'm still married. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh I mean, okay. No. What is best? A sure thing. Um, some of the things that I also look for, um, and I know I don't know if there's any men out there to do that, but let's be real. Mm. It's going to be a success if she likes it. Like, I, my goal in finding a place and what's going to happen, I need to make... So, what does she like? Well, if it's breakfast, she likes Bloody Marys. That's her thing, right? Especially if the Bloody Mary looks all fine and sexy and she can post it on the gram. She posts it on Instagram all the time with it. As far as another place out for dinner, nice cocktails and the way they look. Yeah. So, that's what I look for. But yes, chef, I go for the sure thing. I don't go for the new spots. Uh I like the new spots, and if someone gives a rave review, like when the Seattle Times used to do food reviews uh, much more regularly, mm-hmm. you would be guaranteed if you go to that place and it gets a good review, uh, you're going to be met with a line out the door. Yes. However, <laughs> I love trying new places, and so I'm willing to try a new place. And yeah. uh, and, and and if someone's won a James Beard Award, I do pay attention. Yeah. I, I'm split on this because there's something about uh, the comfort of going to that place where you know the menu, you order the same things every time, you know who's going to be serving your table. But gee, you just you just said something that I, I I think might be a little bit controversial. You said the most important thing when planning a date night out is making sure that you pick a restaurant that she wants to go to. Would you say in general, in most relationships, that's who picks? Like, if we really get down to brass tacks, where do you want to go out to eat? It's generally where the wife wants. That's what, see, see, that's the trick. That's the trick. You make, you make her. Oh. Women, <laughs> women can't never decide anything. Well, I, what are you even I, talking about? I, I, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I like this place. You need to go watch they Barbie. Want, they want, they want <laughs> us, the fellas, they want us to say, you know what? This place would be a great idea. They oh, want us to make the decision on where to go. Oh, are you, Lillian's are, are you gonna the, be are, like, "Oh, what are you hungry for?" Are you that person who then also doesn't let? No. <laughs> let her order, and you order for oh, no, her. No, oh, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Oh, you know, I'm the person that have been taking I know you're not. all the cues <laughs> from all the ladies that have been teaching me, teaching me that if it's a Friday night, you better have a plan on food because it's one thing. I, hey, Ursula. If it's seven thirty at night and she's hungry and you don't have a plan, you in trouble. 
That's all I'm saying. And no, and this isn't about no, she can order for herself. I'm saying it's on the fellas to make sure. See, that's one thing I've learned. Food you, is you a and, very important Lillian, component. Yeah, it, it is. But you and Lillian are still like almost like in your dating phase. Like you still, your relationship is like you're still, like you do the, you know, I think it's a really big thing. Wait, wait, Mark when do you are, get out of your dating phase? Oh, <laughs> what year you does should, that happen? You should know that too, Chef. <laughs> yes, yeah, I should. That break. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you you guys live, uh, you know, uh, out on the town. You you know, you do, do a lot of that stuff, and it's it's it really important to you, and uh, it's something that she really enjoys too, as much as I too too. But I mean, it's been a while since I've even dressed up to go out to dinner. Yeah. So somebody said, "Gee, you're so old school uh, now these days." No, 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 no. I'm not old school, but I'm just doing the right thing. I know, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. You have this idea, but don't you love it when he has an idea of where you guys are going to eat at on a Friday night? Doesn't he? Hey, you know what? I I found this restaurant. You guys like that because that's kind of your love language a little bit, knowing the restaurants to go to. as as, As long as it's something I actually like. You know why that is? I think I realized I in this moment and why I need to do it more, G, is because at least in my family, uh, Gabby does virtually all of the calendaring, right? All of the planning of birthday parties, most of the planning of vacations, the planning of the play dates, like anything that's calendar related is her wheelhouse. And yes. it's generally that way for most men. And so if you can take something off her plate in terms of yes. planning something that's going to be special, I think it, I think it really means yeah, a lot. And I think it just depends on the relationship mm-hmm. because uh, for Mark and myself, it's like, hey, do you want to go do this? Right. And, and uh, it's much more casual. It's not a big production. It's all good. Since I'm already in trouble, there's a lot of ladies that, you know, I'm always in trouble. So if I'm already in trouble, let me just take one parting shot. Oh, no. All right. Fellas, don't let her get hangry. If she gets hangry and she gets to that point where she's really hungry and you guys haven't made a decision, I'm telling you, don't do it. Just try to prevent that. You'll probably alleviate at least a third of your problems. Okay, so how do you actually accomplish that, G? Do you carry around, like, bags of peanuts in your purse? No, this is how you accomplish it. You got to have a plan. Like, I know my wife's listening right now. She's already text messaged in, and she kind of made a few comments. I'm not even listening to that right now. Uh, I get in trouble afterwards. But what I do is, is you got to have a plan. Like, I knew last night, I knew last night, Ursula, I was going to order food. Uh-huh. Right. I knew it was going to have a plan. Now, yeah. I don't have a plan yet for tonight. So I need to figure that out uh, before we kind of because she's got to ask me, hey, what do you want for dinner tonight? What are you going to do for dinner? Those things. But how you have you got to have a plan, chef. You got to You know when she's going to be hungry. And that's the most important part. She being hungry, not you. She alleviates a lot of problems, Ursula. And that's what works in your relationship. Works in most. You know, uh, yeah. In, in <laughs> works in most. So what you're saying in is my, Lillian gets hungry. In my 35 angry. years. Lillian loves food more than me. Lillian loves food. That's her love yeah, language. You're so diplomatic. <laughs> She's a, that's her love language. I'm not lying. Seriously. That's a great one to have. That is one of the best ones to have. <laughs> that is her love language. Why? I'm telling you right now, I take her to a night. Uh, we go to a nice restaurant. Boom. She's done. See, a lot of folks texting in. They're saying I'm right. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to God, Jesus. Look, 
There's some people not texting in Ursula and they're shaking their hair. They're like, yeah. Layla's like me. She said, gee. And she's like hitting her head with an emoji. What are you talking about? I always decide for myself. Thank you very much. Yes. I'm good. I'm good Gabby making a decision. has me order for her. Just go ahead and order. Oh, gosh, no. No, no. Nope, nope. No, I need, my, I need my input on that order. So out of 10 times... Mm. How many times do you decide where you guys are going to eat? Probably eight. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Coming up next on the G and Ursula show. When I say Ticketmaster, what do you think of? Well, Mickey Gomez is going to join us next. It is the G and Ursula show. Ursula show and look it is 1134 and that means uh, it's Mickey time Yay! <laughs> we love it when Mickey can join us so Mickey when we talk about Ticketmaster we were asking mm-hmm. well what what do people think of when they think of Ticketmaster I think of the fees mm-hmm. uh, another person said Monopoly gee what did you say you took mine. Just hassle. The fees. Yeah. No, yeah, no, 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 yeah, fees. Yeah, yeah. fees. Uh, but anyone who's bought tickets in the last few years has had to navigate through all sorts of issues mm-hmm. uh, with sites like Ticketmaster. And so it's not something is going on at Olympia that put, could possibly address some of these issues. It's possible. So for the second time in a row, a bill is being introduced to lawmakers. And so it would make ticket sellers register with the state and they'd have to lay all their cards on the table about the cost of the ticket and be more transparent to hopefully prevent scammers from selling these tickets, tickets that they don't actually have. And the bill, which is sponsored by Representative Christine Reeves from Federal Way, she's a Democrat, uh, if this does pass, it would take effect in 2026. And so uh, it's being discussed, could be voted on in the House Committee on Consumer Protection and Business uh, and We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, the bill is called the T-Swift Consumer Protection Act. Okay. It's about fairness and honesty. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I know, well, I mean, come on. After the Taylor Swift pre-sale oh, that man. went haywire and it crashed really the Ticketmaster website, left fans feeling devastated. I mean, you know, fans just want an easier access to events. They, they It shouldn't cost your first semester of college tuition to go see a concert. You know what I mean? It's so that, true. That's when I think of Ticketmaster, uh-huh. besides the fees, I, I go right into where we are today. I like how you use the first semester of, of college fees to pay for a concert. It is becoming now where the people that are able to go to these big concerts, mm-hmm. right, um, are, are well-to-do. Like, if you go back to yesteryear when we all went to concerts, and these folks that are big now that are asking for five, six, seven hundred dollars a ticket for some of these places, we got to see some of these folks for forty, fifty dollars for a ticket. I we, remember front row was a hundred. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so here we are. There's so many kids that don't get the opportunity to to see this because of, and oh, by the way, those fees that some people are like, whatever, I'll pay it. Some of those fees are the difference in between mom and dad telling their daughter or son, we can't go. 
because if I get one, two, I need to buy four tickets. The fees alone are taking us out of it. Can't do it. Okay. Well, what about the the problem with dealing with bots? Because mm-hmm. that's a big thing too. And that's... and and before you can even get your hands on a ticket, all of them have been sold, and then they're already reselling for so much more. So, right. like, w- what is being done to address that? So, the Fans First Act introduced by two U.S. senators. And so it, it's, it goes a little bit further than the T-SWIFT Consumer Protection Act, okay? And so it's, it's basically trying to prevent resellers selling tickets that they don't have in hand, which could be a bot. So that's why they want transparency. That's, that's why they want, if you're going to resell a ticket, you have to register, you have to prove who you are. And lay all the cards out on the table. You got to say, this is how much this ticket costs. This is the actual ticket. So that way, people aren't scammed by bots. Mm. And so many people are. So many people are buying the... Listen, and and this is what I tell my friends. Oh, my gosh. Um, This ticket to Taylor Swift costs $500. Do you think I should buy it? No, absolutely not. That is is probably too good to be true right now. It's the night before the concert. I highly doubt that's our real ticket. Right. Okay, so question while G tries to put back together his um, microphone microphone stand, which has fallen off. Um, I'm just curious. First of all, you said this is uh, right now being bounced around in Olympia. Mm -hmm. And um, so we'll we'll see how that works out. But while we're talking about concerts, because I know you and I went to a couple of the same concerts this past year. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping as I try to focus on uh, doing things that I really enjoy in 2024, instead Mm -hmm. of always worry about everyone else. Um, how much are you willing to pay for a concert ticket? Like, do you, do you have, because there's a, there's a point where I'm like, nah, there's, there's just no way. Like if anything's over $300, yeah, I'm like, it better be. Like, it depends my on the artist. artist. It depends on the artist. I will say I, I did spend $200 on Duran Duran for two tickets. Mm. Okay. Yeah. For two tickets. That's for two what, tickets. Uh, yeah. I was expecting good. to pay you that. I were there. Yep. Yeah. We had a great time. Oh my gosh. Um, I, Madonna's coming. Yes. I won't go above 350. Are you looking for tickets? I am looking for tickets. Okay, I may have a Okay. Uh, something for you. Um I, I think I think after I think after Madonna. somebody like Madonna. Madonna whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Madonna asking for three fifty? No, oh, I, I, th- I think it's a res- I think it's a resale price. I don't think it's actually I think I uh, what I when I looked on oh. Ticketmaster, it's people reselling oh, tickets. Yeah. Nosebleed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um I, I would probably pay maybe Five hundred to see Bon Jovi, and that might be my that would be my absolute limit. Yeah, yeah. How much is the most that you've ever paid for a concert ticket, G? Because I can't, I, I uh, just, oh, I can't do oh, it. Oh, I cannot oh, do oh. it. I'm, I'm, I, ha- I have a. I'm cheap, and I'm glad. My, I'm glad my wife is cheap. You had to ask Lillian. Lillian, listen right now. I, I would say, I don't know. A hundred and something dollars a ticket. And then some of the best concerts that I ever seen, I had some rich friends and so they had a suite. Mm. So I, I'm not, I'm not the one. But hey, real quick, I don't I can't have Mickey leave. I need to ask her something. Oh, of course. Go ahead. Mickey, I look yeah. your boy been getting destroyed on this text line. Yeah. A lot of people are mad at me right now. Why? In your relationship, mm-hmm. who gets hangrier faster? You or your wife? My wife. How important is it for you to make sure that food is like taken care of, like making sure that food is going to be 
good for her. I live by this rule, G. Okay. And I've lived by it for almost 21 years. Let me hear it. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank you. How come I, there ain't I, no saying for the reverse? I, I don't know. I don't I'm, know. I'm but, a but, happy wife too. You can I say know. it on the you can do it for you. There's a there's a lot of people. I got called a misogynist. Why? Well, well, part of it was because uh, this idea that you need to do the ordering or you need to do make the decision or that I think people misunderstood that as hey you're, you don't think that the woman is capable. What what you and Heather were talking about, Heather Bosch were talking about off the air was like you like to court your wife still you're being honorable you're being yeah and you're trying to yeah and it's something that she enjoys that's so she romantic doesn't, she doesn't feel like she's her status is being diminished by you it's something that she enjoys right I do and, that too and so I was just and I was, so I was giving a PSA mm-hmm. to my brothers out there you just need to know your audience <laughs> and you need to know it if your partner loves that and loves you doing the ordering I like it when I have a say <laughs> I think you and IG are more alike than yes. than than we thought. Because I, I love to do the same thing. Babe, can I order for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get that. All right, fine. I mean, it's just different love languages. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It is a love language yeah. anyway. All right. Thank happy you, spouse, Mickey. happy house. There, there you go. There you go. Amen. Yeah, but it really just matters if she's happy. <laughs> it really just matters if she's happy. All right, Ursula. It's already at the end of the show. Text messages, feedback, and then... We'll have Ursula's words to live by. She will be here for this one. It is the Gene Ursula Show. It's Gene Ursula, everybody. It has been a show full of laughter. And full of uh, news. News. Which is your favorite? <laughs> it is. All right. Uh, I think laughter might be <laughs> even above that. Above news? Uh, at times, yes. All right. In the appropriate times. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us? Um, we started our top story. It was about Boeing and uh, the culture at Boeing needs to change. 253 says Boeing is having a safety stand down. It's the board of directors who should be taking safety training. The workers are just doing what they're told to save money. 253 says Pete Carroll is known for changing culture. Send him over to Boeing. And then on our Facebook messenger, a messenger, we got this uh, note. Uh, As a 35-year retired Boeing machinist, I have seen many changes. The modern disconnect between management, product, and employees is staggering. During my time, I worked many programs and taught classes and continuous quality improvements and safety. Safety is nothing more than a paycheck to the new management. They can't hide this from the workers. It's truly saddening. I want to say this about every single message that we get from either current or former Boeing employees, it's literally it's home. If we had, we, we did the same a thing. saying the same thing, a new state law being questioned in the death of an infant. Two five three says CPS took my kids four and eight twice because of my crack addiction. Split them up all the time, telling the courts every three months that reunification uh, uh, was the main goal. Not once did they ever mention adopting out my four year old daughter, even though I had been clean for two years. Four days after. My my daughter's seventh birthday, I was forced to relinquish my parental rights to my daughter. She was adopted by two Washington state employees. She's now 23. I've been clean for over 18 years, and we have a good relationship. Wow. 
That was a happy ending. Of the wow. wow. Marguerite, who I've met, by the way. Yeah, uh, so have I. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yes, exactly. Uh, Lisa in the 253 says, I just wanted to speak on the Keeping Families Together Act. As a previous ward of the court in the 90s, uh, I know the true lifelong impact that not being connected to your family has on a person. It's very hard to not become numb and disassociate over time when you're in the system. In those days, kids were taken out continuously, and the kids were left not only without their family, but without a sense of identity. It's very traumatic to be pulled out from the only people you know and the only things that you know. From our Facebook message we got, I was on hold last night for 29 minutes waiting to report a concern to CPS. I cannot tell you how shocked I am when children continue to live in unsafe situations. We, educators, often talk about how you practically have to harm a child to the brink of dying before they can be removed. Drugs are a huge concern for me. Yes, children should be removed as we know the fentanyl stories never end well. See how complex it is because you just hear completely uh, opposing views. Okay, on the topic of dreads and that high schooler in Texas, 206 says, this reminds me of the 60s when the hippies had long hair and schools passed dress codes to get them to cut it. It was wrong then, and it's especially wrong when this is targeting black people today. Mm. Natalie in Olympia says, my boyfriend in college had dreads. He was a stellar guy. Dreads say nothing about the person's character, work ethic, etc. Hey, hey, what makes, or so what makes somebody you stellar? know that anybody has ever said that G's a stellar guy. I love what, the word stellar. How do you get that and, that adjective about you? By being stellar. <laughs> you also have to have the word golly in your vocabulary, I believe. No, no, no. No, no. No, no, no. no. Stellar. It, stellar is a much better word than awesome, which is overused. I would argue. Um, scenarios. My wife has an OnlyFans account that she never told me about that's still making money. Trucker Joe from Graham says, why don't y'all make some uh, OnlyFans videos together and you get all the cash from those ones? Mm. Oh. Brian from Stanwood says, G is off his rocker. This is your husband, and he should know everything about her and share the money. <laughs> you at least agree with that last part. Uh, G says, don't let your woman get hangry and... According to G, if your wife or your partner likes it, go ahead, plan those dates. Mm -hmm. Sean in Parkland says, I'm 100% with G. If my wife gets hangry, date night will not go well. Michael in Maple Valley says, when she gets hangry, it's a real thing. I'm with G. (laughs) And then Christine in Renton says, G, you're so right on. (laughs) Who collated these? (laughs) Yeah, because because there were a lot of people. I, I got called I a misogynist. Layla was hitting her head with her emojis. <laughs> Ursula, it's time for words to live by. Brought to you by Wilcox Farm. Uh, this one's short and sweet, but I love it. It's a quote from William Arthur Ward, who says, "When we seek to discover the best in others, we somehow bring out the best in ourselves." Agreed. So true. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's good stuff. That That's really good stuff. Uh, Brother Nick? Well, we all have folks we know who might be Swifties or just small fans, and they'll pay top dollar for her big shows and clear out any other plans, which is totally fine, very normal and fun if you're into that whole song and dance, even if you're trying to travel abroad to your shows in London or France. But a step too far is to follow her home from the concert without anyone who sees. And, of course, a Seattleite was stalking the Swift with the session to unseen degrees. I don't know why. 
delivered to Taylor for the fans who can't pay for her shows to try fighting the price on those ticket sales sites so folks don't have to pay arms and toes. You, you gotta apply for a loan these days with those tickets, man. <laughs> I know you love going to those concerts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Head over heels. <laughs> Ursula, what you got going on the rest of the day? have an appointment. At, I, you know what? I actually still walk into the physical bank, so I have an appointment today at the bank, and then I get together with a friend, a girlfriend I haven't seen in weeks, my friend Tracy. Okay. Yeah. Do, it be, do it be crowded in the bank when you go in there? No. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes there are no tellers in the bank. And we're, and, and they're, this is how bad it's gotten. It's at Bank of America, Northeast Branch. Can <laughs> <laughs> I call out the branch specifically? No, I said Northeast. Northeast Seattle. People, people know what I'm talking about, though. You walk in and like, wait, where's the teller? And if someone's in the back, I mean, you are literally waiting in line. There's no one there. Do you think you go to the bank at least once a month? Yes. Wow. Because, but again, I wow. do, yeah, and I don't need. Nick, how often do you go to the bank? I think the last time I went to the bank was like when I was 15 years old. It's, it's been like a decade or two, maybe. <laughs> Chef, you busy the rest of the day? Are you, are you going to get your nap in? Because Chef goes yeah, to sleep every day in. after the show. Yeah, I think you only have to go to the bank, by the way, if you also have a financial planner. Yeah, do you know, <laughs> I don't go to the bank. You know what? My, my life's boring, guys. Yeah, wait, no, no, no. You ask every day, like, what are you up to? What are you up to? I'm going to leave here. I'm going to go home, eat avocado. Oh, you've been all uh, healthy. And I'm going to go you. and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to come back and get ready to watch the new Netflix thing that just came out talking about Griselda who was the uh, cocaine queen back in the 80s. There's my day. The Jack and Spike show comes up next. Appreciate you for listening. Love you for that and as always, be kind. Hope you have as much fun as we have. So long everybody. No, I don't know why I can't get enough of your love, baby.